Welcome to the Flayo Podcast. This is Troy and Byers, and we are here to talk about childhood adventure movies. Um, we just recorded our podcast for The Goonies, so um, hopefully you yep. check that out. And, hey, you guys. <laughs> so um, we we thought that it would be fun to uh, do a top five that was related to that um, with childhood adventure movies. So you're probably thinking to yourself, what? What is the definition of childhood adventure movies? We asked ourselves that same question while we made our lists. So we are, um, as we always do, um, we don't we didn't create any rules here except uh, Byers didn't come up with any crazy things like he did on sports nicknames. But we <laughs> we just kind of give everybody like the studio space to explore it. So if you feel like uh, it is a childhood adventure movie, you just state your case, right? Exactly, exactly. We're gonna state some cases today too. Yeah, both for and against. Before and against. Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, I'm not afraid to call you out if I think that uh, you're just really stretching this. So, uh, I'm I'm excited for it. I think mine are pretty like well within that wheelhouse, but uh, I'd be interested to see if you disagree with any of them. So, uh, let's go ahead and kick it off. Why don't you uh, get us with uh, your number five? All right, number five, where he might he might argue with me here, Um, but I'm going with Hook. The oh Robin no Williams. way! No way! The Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah, no thing. argument here. No, okay. no argument. No here. argument. Here. Yeah. I, yeah. I had some debate because your main character is not a child technically. Oh, but I had two things going. Number one, yeah. there's still a great focus on the kids, and number yep. two, I think we get to count Robin Williams as a child anyway. And like correct, ninety percent of his movies, yeah. if it's not Goodwill Hunting, he's a child. Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> The guy plays Jack, where who's supposed to be. Like I was literally going to bring up Jack, like so I'm glad that you brought it and, up. <laughs> and nails it because he can pull this off. So he pulls it off here too. And literally, like half the point of the movie is about finding your like inner child and your inner sense of adventure. Like that's what mm-hmm. the whole movie's about. Because he he forgets he's Peter Pan and he grows up and forgets about childhood adventure. And this this whole movie is about him rediscovering that very thing, which is like at the heart of these movies we're talking about. So love this movie uh i chant rufio in my sleep sometimes Um, especially the oh who plays captain hook i just totally spaced dustin hoffman Um, dustin hoffman the way dustin hoffman does it when he's taunting him to give him to fight is one of the creepiest things i've ever heard in my life bob hoskins playing smee is like one of the most like dead on like casting choices too (laughs) like it's just like you didn't think about it but like he plays it just so well so perfect. I love Smee. Smee's one of the best parts by far. Yeah. But great movie. It's such a fun twist on the classic story. Um, I think I've talked about this before somewhere on the pod, or at least I know I have with lots of people, but the whole like new craze of let's take the old Disney cartoons mm-hmm. and make live action mm-hmm. versions. I hate when they just go straight the same story. Like yeah. it's just not as much fun. I, I've already seen The Lion King and Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast. I already have these movies. So I like, I much much more enjoy Maleficent and Hook. Some of these ones where they twist it up and do some stuff like that. Just yeah. more fun. Uh, familiar characters, but a whole new story. So Hook, yep. Hook comes in at my number five. Um, number five for me is E.T., the extraterrestrial. So uh, Steven Spielberg movie. Um, and man, he probably launched like a million uh, careers of like filmmakers that wanted to emulate him. And, and I mean, you can kind of see that in 
J.J. Abrams and a couple of other people, like people really like, I mean, Spielberg is like a big influence on anybody anyway, but this particular movie really influenced a lot of, you could tell that he influenced a lot of people in Hollywood. Um, It's um, obviously a story about an alien and uh, a little boy that finds him. Uh, invites him into his house with some Reese's Pieces and like how they interact and they're trying to get him home. You have some crazy government like coming into the, and then ultimately they escape. We talked about uh, the Universal ride just a moment ago too and how cool it is with like them. You hear the music, like you think E.T., you hear the music, you see them riding on their bikes and they're flying in the air through the moon. I mean, it's just iconic, you know? It's just a really cool, like uh, timeless story you can't wait to show it to your kids. You can show it to them early. I mean, there's some weird stuff in there. E.T. obviously gets drunk at one point, and you're just like, nah, he's just drinking a bunch of soda. <laughs> but no, it's it's a fun uh, family movie that kind of gets a little heavy in areas, but like for the most part, it's pretty light family entertainment and just a cool story. So uh, easy, easy one to make sure is on the list. Maybe it's a little too safe with number five, but uh, I, I felt like I couldn't exclude it from it. It it, don't, it made my honorable mentions not on my list because ET freaked me out when I was little. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think it was when the government like comes crashing in their house. Like there was some part of that movie that like freaked me out, and so I have to I have to confess my children have not watched ET. It does get a little intense. So they they need to now because we went on the ride, and so now it's like they're like, what is yeah. all this? We're like we'll show you when we get home. <laughs> we'll but, I, but my wife and I both were kind of like. We're just not as high on ET because it, it kind of freaked us out at some point in childhood and we just never made it back, but definitely well, I, deserves I, to be on the list. I remember when we showed it to Xavier, he like started bawling whenever like the government dudes come in and they take ET and we were just yes. like, Oh, we miscalculated this really <laughs> bad. <laughs> so you're not you're not alone in that. Yes. Um, number four, um, Sandlot. Uh I love the Sandlot and I, I kind of teetered on whether to call it a childhood adventure movie because it's really a childhood sports movie, but it leans enough with like the big biggest pickle. Um, it kind of gets into that adventure side. So I'm going to cheat a little bit, I guess, um, based on buyers like giving me the, uh, I would have put it in there too if I would have thought of it as an adventure movie. But it's it's just such a fun movie. I mean, it's eminently quotable. And um, I'm sure we're going to probably do it in the future on one of our late nights at Blockbusters. Um, So we could probably go into a deep dive on that. But just a great cast of characters. It reminds you of the friends that you grew up with and all their little like uh, crazy little peccadillos and all the things that you think about them. Um, And it reminds me a lot of some of the other movies that I have on my list, but it does a lot of those things really well. Um, And so it's got good nostalgia to it. Um, Best 4th of July movie uh, ever. I'm just kidding. It's Independence Day, but it's a good second with that little scene in the middle of it set to Ray Charles, set to Ray Charles, uh, America the Beautiful. And uh, everyone's just staring up and Benny's the serious one playing baseball. But it's just a fun movie. Um, Again, a a great childhood movie. Like there's enough like crazy stuff in it, like that you you aren't afraid of your kids repeating um, up to the most point. But uh, uh, a fun, a fun movie that you get to experience, and, and you never get sick of. Like some movies that are like childhood adventure movies, you're like, oh, you can, you kind of outgrew that. 
Um, you, you don't go back to it. You're excited for your kid to watch it, but you don't like to watch it as much anymore whenever you watch it. Um, that not That is the not the lot. Sandlot. Yeah. So. No. Great one. I It, it would have been on my list, but I, I didn't think it quite counted. I, I debated. It was a strong debate. I won't, I won't fall to, but I didn't okay. go there. I couldn't, I couldn't pull that trigger myself. Okay. It's not as bad as the, I couldn't pull the trigger and putting Patrick Verona ahead of uh, <laughs> Joker or anything. I, I'm not having regret over, over here, but okay. for me, it didn't make that list. Um, another one I struggled with, whether or not it belonged on the list, is my number four. And this is weird, because if I was just picking what is my favorite movie, what's the best movie on this list, this would be number one. But I feel like... It kind of fits, but there's just so much more to this movie. Well, movies, that's the other thing. Uh, so Harry Potter is my number four. And I don't know, it's just not, it doesn't have the purity of being a childhood adventure movie that the rest of my list has in a way. So I, I felt like I needed to bump those up this particular list ahead of Harry Potter just for this category. But great movies, amazing story. I'm a dork and a nerd, so the books are still way better. And so, if you've only ever watched the movies, you're missing out. Um, especially and if, on, if oh, especially after five. <laughs> especially after five. <laughs> like number six is my favorite book, um, Half Blood Prince, and probably my least favorite movie, just because there's so much that they don't tell you. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many cool details. There's, I still do not understand. I never understood the whole we're the church and we're not going to read this. So we're going to burn it to the ground literally yeah. sometimes from people. Yeah. Uh, Cause they were all reading the line, which in the wardrobe, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, but there is amazing, amazing spiritual imagery throughout the story of Harry Potter. It's incredible. It's so cool to watch with your kids and be able to talk about something that can give you some good conversations. Mm -hmm. um, it's awesome. Thank you to uh, one of my students. Speaking of CS Lewis, I had never read Harry Potter. She had never read Chronicles of Narnia. So we made a deal that we would read the other one's stuff. I blew through Harry Potter. She made it through three books of the Chronicles <laughs> of Narnia and petered out on the horse and his boy, I think, maybe. Ooh, I think that's what gets everybody. Everybody, everybody. gets it's yeah. the slowest one for sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm still not sure she's finished to this day. So I hope she listens and feels bad because I've read Harry <laughs> Potter three times, three or four times myself. I have read Harry Potter out loud mm, to my mm -hmm. son, like every word I have yep. spoken out loud from those books, yep. uh, which is a challenge because he's, he's not a sit still kind of kid, but he, he sat still long enough to, to read through Harry Potter with me um, and great movies, good story. So I had to put it on here, but it doesn't quite have the pure childhood adventure movie feel to it like the others do. It definitely qualifies because they are children. There's lots of adventure, but it's so much bigger than just childhood. I don't know. So I had to, I had to deduct a little bump to four. You're going to argue with me. I, I feel like you're stretching it out. Like really like the, the childhood adventure movies is what we were talking about. So I can't believe that you just really just took it and ran with it like that bad. Uh, I, I just, I can't. We had the I same can't. discussion before we even started this because I wasn't even sure Harry Potter was going to count. And Pro yeah. said it did. So I'm like, well, I got to put it on my list then. But can't, can't believe you did that. I still docked at points because I think it's so much more than just a childhood. It's a compliment. It's not an insult. Ah, There's okay. so much more to this than just being a childhood adventure movie. It's just 
it's deeper than just a pure childhood adventure movie. Does that, does that make you feel better? No, his face says it doesn't and whatever his voice says now his face is telling me Ag- now. agree to disagree um, agree to disagree but number three we'll get back into good territory and be on better terms here as friends hopefully uh, number three is goonies uh because sloth loves chunk and how do you not love chunk and how do you not love sloth um such a fun movie and plus anytime you can get uh thanos to hang out with michelangelo and uh samwise gamgee then then how could you not want to do that so um my kids have not watched goonies yet they're going too soon um there's a lot of s-bombs in it we watched it recently (laughs) you gotta watch out for uh well for chunk 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 is the one if they could just put a mute button if they could just censor chunk we'd be okay (laughs) um but i cannot wait to be sitting and be like hey do you know who that is do you know who that is and just blow my children's <laughs> minds um probably especially the fact because Corey feldman is the voice of michelangelo in the live action Ninja oh Turtles that's from, right from yeah our it, childhood yeah. Mm-hmm. and be like hey that's michelangelo and secret of the ooze and my son's eyes are going to pop out of his head i think not i don't know if thanos price still wins that one but be like hey that's yeah. thanos yeah um great so but it's such a fun movie i've been to astoria i've seen the goonies house with my own eyes so I could go on and on, but we have an entire podcast about the Goonies, so I don't have there to. There you go. So there you go. Um, so number three, um, I don't know if you're going to agree with me, Harry Potter. Um, I'm... <laughs> I was waiting for it to be number one after all that backlash you just gave me. I was like, oh no, no. So as you mentioned, I mean, almost chalk. Like what you like, what you said. Like I'm, we're cheating a little bit, as this is more of a series. Like if I'm pressed into one of the movies, like as to childhood adventure movies, like I probably go Goblet of Fire. Like I agree with you, Six is my favorite book, but it's not my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of go back and forth between Goblet of Fire and Prisoner of Azkaban, but like as far as like the childhood adventure portion of it goes, there's still kids in that one. It packs a bunch of story and thrills into one movie. I I hate to go on and on about like Harry Potter because it's like so prevalent in the zeitgeist. Can I say zeitgeist on this podcast? Um, and and I realized the smartest word we're ever going to use on this thing. (laughs) And and I realized that, that that it's kind of dumb that, that we go on for like two hours about our favorite star Wars and Marvel movies, but I'm not going to go on and on about like Harry Potter, but, um, I'm sure that there'll be a time and a place for that. Um, but slotting this in at three, exactly what you said, it makes sense because it's probably like one of my favorite series. Like it's probably star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, um, but like putting it here, like kind of gives you that, like have your cake and eat it too, um, that it's not the best childhood adventure movie, but it's probably a better movie, especially most of the series, if you're putting them together, um, is better than, I'm sure if you ask some of the generations that, that are below us, I can't remember what those are now other than millennials, but they, this is like their Goonies, like, yeah. You know, like that's their, like, if you told them childhood adventure movie, boom, it's like, oh, that's Harry Potter, you know, like, so um, they're probably their parents show them E.T. or Sandlot or something like that. But that's like their childhood adventure movie. So um, at least I that that I can imagine. So that's why I, I chose that one. Number two is a little bit off kilter um, because you think of childhood adventure movies, you think of just kind of PG and G rated stuff, but uh, stand by me um as stephen king 
book that is turned into a Rob Reiner film. It's one of my favorite films, just like period. Like it's probably like in my top 10. Um, and it's just a great picture of like childhood friendships, but then childhood friendships that like kind of disappear and go away. It's just this very dramatic film. Um, it's got comedy. It's got um, a little bit of like suspense and action. And uh, it's got this uh, older brother gang that comes in and like you just like you feel like exactly how those kids feel in that moment with like the older kids that you're just like, oh, my gosh, they're going to kill me. They're literally going to kill me. And in the stakes of this movie, it's like, oh, they might actually kill him. Like one of them pulls like a, a switchblade on them and it's uh, it seems pretty high stakes, but. Um, it's just a very uh, nostalgic look back, like Stephen King wrote it and um, based on like his childhood in like a small sleepy town. Uh, it's just a really good movie. If you haven't ever watched it, like do yourself a favor and just watch it. Like, yeah, it's got some language. It's rated R. Um, but I mean, for the most part, it's probably the the most tame rated R movie I think you could possibly recommend to somebody. So great movie uh and my honorable mentions didn't make my top five i don't have quite the attachment but great great movie definitely uh so my number two right yep we get lost every time we do these top five sorry <laughs> we get lost talking about a movie and it's like where were we uh, my number two uh adventures in babysitting an absolute classic 80s just 80s gold um and and you're welcome mcu for introducing my entire generation to the idea of Thor. Okay. Even Correct. if you weren't at the comic book store, mm -hmm. uh, you, you probably knew who Thor was when that was coming out. Cause you're like, Oh, adventures in babysitting. And then you went back <laughs> and watched it again. Um, plus Allie with an eye from karate kid gets to hang out in this movie. So uh, just such a fun movie. Um, th this whole idea that, you know, they, they don't go anywhere exotic in this movie. You know, they're just hanging out in Chicago, but it almost takes this like normal place and makes it this adventurous place which especially as a small town kid, because well, I'm from New Mexico, so all of us are small town, but I'm really from small towns. And so the big city, is like this crazy, scary event. And that's, you capture all that in Adventures in Babysitting. It's so cool. So had to be, had to be high on my list. Such a good movie. Um, and that means that's my number two. And so my number one, I don't think this is going to be on your list because I feel like, I feel like this is going to be more awkward. So my number one, Honey, I shrunk the kid. Because anytime that someone can eat a giant oatmeal cream pie, I'm on board. Um, no. <laughs> the, you know, as Adventures in Babysitting, like, made the big city, this normal thing, into an adventure. Honey, I shrunk the kid takes to another level. Because it makes your own backyard this crazy, adventurous place. Because you're shrunk down to this tiny little size. And so even something as simple as your backyard becomes this, like, mystical magical crazy place um just really fun cool stuff uh that you just come across legos and ants and uh the lawnmower is you know this thing of death mm -hmm. all of a sudden just yeah really cool stuff just a fun a fun little adventure to have in your own backyard but also just the the way that it bonds people and and those relationships that build in this movie and and they mm -hmm. get repaired in this movie in some ways are really cool um i remember the the show they had at Disneyland for a while, there was like a 3D show, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which was just so cool, except for the part where there was a snake trying to snap at you because I don't <laughs> like snakes. I'm with Indiana Jones on those. They're, those are bad. But 
Honey and Frank's kids edged out Adventures in Babysitting. That was a tough call in my top two, but I had to go. I had to go with the giant oatmeal cream pie. That's that's the winner. So. Yeah, I had Honey and I Shrunk the Kids on my original honorable mentions, and I think I unfairly um, docked it because we watched it recently with the kids and they were very unimpressed. And I was like, I remember this movie being better. Uh, but yeah, like young my me, kids were not like, impressed either. Yeah, young me, like loved like Honey I Shrunk the Kids. So maybe I'm just looking through it with some older, uh, older lenses uh, here. So, um, number one for me is Goonies. And, uh, I know that like we just did the podcast on it we talked about it a lot. Um, but it's really hard to separate this one and stand by me as like my favorites. They're very similar in nature. It's a smaller group. Um, and it's like one's really campy and fun and comedic, even though there's some crazy stuff going on with the Fratellis. Uh, and one's like deadly serious and has some funny parts to it. They're very like um, comparable, but we had both on VHS growing up. So like I wore them both out because they're in and they're, they're just great movies for a reason. They're very relatable. You had your crew that you ran with in your neighborhood and you thought nothing would break it up except for when you're an Air Force brat and you're like, oh, like, yeah, like you have to move somewhere else with your family and I have to move somewhere else with my family. And these relationships are all really short lived, you know, so um, it just kind of makes you grow up really fast. But those movies kind of kept me holding on to a good group of friends, like in my mind of like when I actually like came to Albuquerque and finally had that long lasting group of friends. Like, I think that's what's like the nostalgia that like puts those up, up at the top for me. Um and that uh, uh, that helps kind of reinforce those things. So didn't mean to who's, get so so psychoanalyzed. Uh, who's uh, who's mouth and who's chunk in 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 your group? Then that's um. um I think you kidding. know, but I'm not going to dime them out on <laughs> on a podcast. Uh, so good, so good. Um, what you got for audible mentions? Um, uh, Et stand by me. Definitely had mentioned those like you did. Um, mm-hmm. Never ending story. Yep, that's on mine. Um, although, again, that was a movie that, like, parts of it were just kind of freaky when I was a kid. Right? I didn't yeah. have quite the same affinity. Like, as I get older, and I'm like, oh, why was that freaky? But, no, I, I see why. It sets you up a little bit for, like, maybe some more adult-style, like, filmmaking. Like, because it's, yeah. it's some pretty intense stuff. Um, like, a lot of death, like, super early. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, it's just kind of uh, some weird stuff. Like looking back on it, I'm like, hmm, interesting. I had Hook on mine uh, in nice. my honorable mentions. I also had Adventures in Babysitting, and I wasn't like uh, uh, man enough to put it in my top five like you were. Okay. Um, uh, also, outside Jumanji on my honorable mentions, it was teetering on mine too. The uh, It might have snuck in if the newer ones we're actually more childhood they're just a little older like they're high school mm, kids and mm-hmm. beyond and even out of high school for the second one but i was very pleasantly surprised with the updated versions of Jumanji. yeah i thought yeah. the first time i'm like really we're doing this again and that that was well done not sort of a reboot but also furthering it yep and uh my kids love love the newer jumanji um that's how they know who dwayne johnson is like i'm like the rock and they're like the guy from jumanji i'm like the guy from jumanji. <laughs> that's how they know who kevin hart uh Dwayne Johnson and uh Jack Black 
that that's that's the only reason why they know who these people are yeah is jumanji we just had oh the the, the big fat white dude in jumanji oh that guy yeah it talks like yeah. a girl <laughs> talks like a girl what else do you have anything else on your honorable mentions um, I have one that's normal and one that's completely not um, because I'm going to well, be the, Sean... the normal one first so we can laugh yeah. at the one that's not. Yeah. So super eight. Um, I really wanted to put that one in like uh, kind of riffing off of the uh, ET um, influencing a lot of directors. Like this is like JJ Abrams love letter to Steven Spielberg. Right. Like he's just like, I worship at your throne here. Watch my movie. Like everyone see me like that. I, I love you, you know? So um, it's just, it, it's, but it's perfect. He does a great imitation and he hits all the notes of why, like Steven Spielberg's movies were so successful, you know, um, he, he has a, a good cast, likable kids, like they interact with each other, like a good friend group instead of this, like stilted, like some of these movies kind of can get put together and it's just like, there's just no chemistry whatsoever. And you're just like, whatever, I'm on to the next one, you know, but this one, I mean, I think it, the thing that where it kind of loses some steam is where it has like the alien at the end kind of thing. It just kind of resolves a little bit weird, but like almost all the way up to that point, like it's got some great like cinematography. It's got great beats, like, and the, um, the boys are all clamoring over this girl in their class that like wants to be an actress. And that's the only reason why they're audio visual geeks that are, are going to actually hang out with her, you know? So, um, it's just like, who's Michael. <laughs> Sorry. This is a throwback to 10 things I hate about you. I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. So the, the last honorable mention is just kind of out of left field is uh, my neighbor Totoro. Have you ever heard of studio Ghibli or Hideki Miyazaki? Uh, I've, those names i've heard the name of this movie but only okay. from researching and seeing lists and being like i have no <laughs> idea what that is and scrolling have... past it as soon as i so uh it's basically like japanese animation that's not like japan animation or like what you would you would it kind of fits into anime but not the anime that you're thinking of like the hyper violent and like super weird like stuff um it's Styled like that but not themed like that exactly yeah it's um it's basically the japanese version of disney and so disney bought studio ghibli for distribution in america so you can find like a lot of their stuff in like disney stores like we went to the japan store in epcot and we found a lot of studio ghibli stuff there if you ever want to watch anything um hbo max has a studio ghibli like channel that you can watch all of these on some of them are cracked out i will not lie to you like it's just all like um it's all cultural differences you know some i mean japan believes in some 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 weird spiritualism type things and a lot of that is pervasive in a lot of these movies my neighbor totoro is very similar to that like it's just a very like it, it's got these myths and like it's about these two girls that move out into the um, the middle of like this uh, rural country with their dad, who's like a professor and their mom is um, uh, got a illness and she's in the hospital and they're worried about her that she's going to pass away. And so they kind of go off into like this fairy tale land. It's just super weird, but it's super fun. My boys love it. And uh, it's it's I can't recommend it enough. It's something just kind of completely outside of the box. If you're just sick of watching the same old movies with your kids and then it'll open up the door to all this weird stuff. It's Studio Ghibli that you're just like, okay, 
I, I like that. I'm going to leave that alone. Like, and so uh, just a, a fun little thing of if you're sick of watching the same Disney movies over and over and over again, which after a while they do kind of get uh, a little bit as much as we like Disney and stuff like that. It's like you want to you want to move on to something different. Some of them are good. Some of them are really weird. So just fair warning. But I, I had to throw that little PSA in there about right. uh, those type of movies. My neighbor Totoro. I know what I'm doing soon so my kids will stop binge watching live and maddie so <laughs> for like the fourth time right those are uh the childhood adventure movies that we had in our top fives what what are some of your favorites uh go ahead and share with us on uh, uh the facebook page and instagram or even just shooting us an email so that we know that somebody listens to this podcast uh besides ourselves so um you can find us on on facebook at the phileo podcast uh uh, you can find us on Instagram as Phileo Podcast, all one word, all lowercase, or email us at phileopodcast at gmail.com. Great job, buyers. Good brownies. Thank you. Good brownies.